0: Lock your doors, close your windows, turn out your lights for thrills and chills await you every Saturday afternoon at 2 on the TV20 Thriller Double Feature. Stay with a friend. Say your prayers as grizzly ghouls close in to seal your doom. You won't sit still as demons, mummies, and mysterious forces hunt down their victims and cause your blood to run cold from the terror you'll experience on the Thriller Double Feature. Every Saturday at 2 p.m. right here on TV20.
1: about being killed. Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying? You know, violently. I
0: wonder, like, what would be the most horrible way to die?
1: Well, hello, Mr. Fancy.
0: gum, and kick ass, and I'm all out of You could see it. See, you guys, you never listened to me. I
1: said that there was going to be trouble, but you didn't listen to me. You guys are crazy. No, you know you got the self destructive. There's a funny farm that has your name written all over it.
0: The following movie contains material that may not be suitable for all viewers. Your discretion is advised.
1: When I was a child, I was afraid, afraid of death. death. As, as, I, as, grew as up, I grew up, 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 up I realized, realized people are more scary. Ain't, Ain't that, that a detergent? Detergent. And yes, it's also true that this is the latest Next Level Network production of The Pit You Fall In as the pendulum swings you through the hell that is What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero. And on this week's addition to the Shocktober celebration for the greatest time of the year, Halloween, all you special little lurkers will be treated to a tale of a boogeyman, a scarecrow, and a pumpkin head. This week... Postmortem Paul ignites this episode with the 2016 low budget indie film, The, the Bar. But first, welcome back, everyone. And welcome if you are new to the podcast. Happy Shocktober to everyone. And the reason why I say about if you are new to the podcast, what the serious fuck happened? on Facebook (laughs) two weeks ago I had just barely a hundred followers not only did I break a thousand but I'm on my way to fourteen hundred it's like thirteen hundred and something right now and still going what the fuck thank you October I guess thank you I still I wonder if it's that fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon I posted. It's got to be. I don't know, I don't get it, but it's fucking awesome no matter what it is. And if you're new to my little shit stick of a podcast, then welcome. And I hope you like what you hear. Do you like what you see? Yeah, okay. Well, I'll be talking Halloween in a few weeks. Um yeah, so Normally the podcast, uh you would find it uh being released on a Sunday. And this week didn't happen. Because as I mentioned on last episode, I was starting a new shift at work. My day job, whatever, you know, that shitty place that we all have to work at some point in our lives. Anyways, yeah, I was starting a new shift. I'm no longer on the graveyard shift. Sadly. Um health reasons and i'm not going any further than that but uh yeah so i'm on afternoons (laughs) because i don't do mornings fuck that shit um but yeah you know i thought i was gonna be okay with it you know i was like all right you know it's not much of a difference i mean i'm up all night anyways regardless but i was thinking to myself you know it's not that big of a difference yeah fuck that shit uh near the end of the week i started to really feel it so I don't know. The uh, the podcast kind of suffered a little from that. I mean, I okay, I could have released a podcast, and you all would have been like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Because <laughs> it was not good. I had like barely any notes prepared. It just felt wrong, and I mean, I even tried like to start recording. Um, I think it was Thursday night. I was around and it, no it just it wasn't working I'm like you know what postpone it just a little bit so I give all my you know beautiful little lurkers something that is actually worth you listening to aside from the first three minutes of this episode me babbling about bullshit so anyways yeah it's a little late Uh, hopefully next episode won't be delayed you should be getting it on Sunday more on that later as to what next week's episode is, but we're going to focus on this week's right now. So, Netflix. Netflix has decided to up their horror game, you know, for the months of Halloween, whatever. Okay, so I watch Malevolent, and it's okay, I guess. Uh, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It was all right. That's all I'm going to really say. If I had to give it a rating, it's like a five. It's right in the middle. It's nothing to write home about, but at the same time, I mean, it wasn't bad. Like, I wasn't sitting here going, eh, this is a piece of shit. Like, I don't know. It just, it didn't appeal to me. But that doesn't mean it won't appeal to others. So, watch it uh, at your own risk, I guess, if you want to. But I will say this. So, Not only did they drop Malevolent on us, which, like I say, was eh. Uh, Haunting of Hill House. Holy fuck. Okay, so, I didn't see this coming. Like, I mean, okay. I saw the trailer. I saw the promos and whatnot. I knew it was going to be good. I didn't expect it to be fucking amazing. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? Um... So I'm halfway through it. I, I finished up to episode five. I will be finishing the last five episodes probably tonight, actually. Um, but uh, so episode four was my crusher. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go into a lot of details, but one thing I'm going to point out about uh, Haunting of Hill House is creepy The monsters are kind of cool. But I think the part that is fucking up a lot of like, you know, me and my friends and whatnot is the human element. There is something in this series that almost everyone I know can relate to at one point or another in the 10 episodes. They did their homework when they wanted to make characters that were human-like, like like lifelike. Kudos. Kudos. Episode four was the one that got me. I know I've talked to a few people that episode three was the one that got them. Uh, I know of someone that episode five fucked them up. (laughs) Uh, And I've, like I said, I haven't finished it yet, but uh, there it is so well done. Uh, I believe the guy's name is Mike Flanagan, who has uh, basically, you know, wrote most of it and directed every episode I've watched so far. Uh, wow, hands down, awesome job, dude. Uh, not that you're going to hear my podcast, but fuck it, who cares? I am so impressed with this show. Like, this is what I wanted American Horror Story to be, and it wasn't. Uh, don't get me wrong, American Horror Story, for me, has good seasons, has bad seasons. Um, I still love the first two seasons the best, but that's my personal opinion, and everyone is different. Uh... We haven't had a series like this shit in a long fucking time. <laughs> the last horror series, I think I was really... Ho- well, no, I shouldn't say that, because From Dusk Till Dawn was pretty good. Uh, but then again, that was El Rey. It was only exclusive to Netflix for parts that didn't get El Rey. So, uh, no, I, honestly, I, I need to say this. Uh, Haunting of Hill House has blown my fucking mind, and I'm not even done yet. I really hope it lands the ending uh, because many people complained about Castle Rock, how its ending was not that good. I personally enjoyed Castle Rock and I thought the ending was decent, but there was a lot of people that complained about it. I am hoping that for myself when The Haunting of Hill House is done and I am finishing episode 10 that I feel like this was exactly, fully complete, and that my mind will be hopefully even more mind-blown than it already is, although if not, hey, that's okay. Like I said, episode four was the one that got me. Uh, That absolutely crushed the shit out of me, and I didn't see that coming. Uh, Real good kick in the emotional gut, so to speak. And that's not to say, though, like that you know that this is some wishy-washy series or something like that. There's a lot of creepy shit in this movie or series, sorry. And not to mention, the house is fucking gorgeous. A friend of mine actually said that she wanted to live in that house. Um, yes, definitely. <laughs> this house is fucking awesome. Uh, very, like, everything's so great about it. The acting is dead on, the writing is really good. The set pieces, the costumes, everything. It's, and I'm only five episodes in, so Lurker's recommendation of the week, if you have not started The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, please do so, and keep in mind, it's a slow burn, okay, uh, it's not gonna be, you know, super paced, you know, creepy and blood and guts and all that, this is a different kind of story, this is a lot of character development and whatnot, but it's done extremely well, And if that's not uh, something you want to look into and, you know, you've seen the trailers and you're like, nah, not my fucking thing, well, then just keep watching horror films because that's what the month of October is for. Horror films, well, for me, it's all 12 fucking months of the year, but you know what I mean. Uh, October is the month where everybody does their, their spooktobers, their shocktobers, their, you know, spooktacular horror marathons and whatnot, so keep watching those horror films and, you know... Share them with your friends, you know? Fuck, um, I know why. I... <laughs> Today's actual um, review is a movie I plan on turning a few friends on to come Halloween night anyway. So, hey, that's what makes this month fun, right? So, hey, on that note, time for me to stop babbling about bullshit and actually get into this week's movie review. And you guys know how we do this, and if you are new to the podcast and you don't know how I do this, okay, so usually my episodes start off with eh, roughly 10 to 15 minutes of me just talking shit. I talk about, you know, my dog or, you know, my nuts are itchy or whatever. Uh, But then I'll usually, you know, play a trailer or a clip, something to break the monotony of the episode, and then I go into the review of the movie of the week feature of the week the the fright of the week whatever the fuck you want to call it so uh on that note going to do a quick trailer drop and when we come back it's time to go playing in the barn back in a moment
0: soon from Nevermore Production Films. Meet Sam, Josh, Michelle, Russell, Chris, and Nikki as they embark on a Halloween night they'll never forget. The Barn. The legend of the barn isn't just a campfire story anymore. It's something far worse. <laughs> Trick or treat. The barn. What happens every year when the harvest moon shines its brightest is about to happen again, and again, and again. All they wanted was a Halloween they'd never forget. What they got was a night they'd pray to survive. This Halloween. Trigger Treat. Smell My Feet. It scared me to death. And Die. Starring Mitchell Mussolino, Will Stout, Lexi Drips, Cortland Woodard, Nikki Darling, Nicholas Joshua, and Richard Bellock. The Barn. Coming soon to videocassette.
1: Welcome back, Back, everybody, everybody. to What What Lurks Behind Behind Podcast. Podcast. Why am I talking like this? All right, whatever. Um, hey, the barn, the barn, Uh, this movie, I have, uh, I had my eye on this movie for quite some time, actually. If I remember correctly, it seems to me it was like some... Suggestion or something like that. Like, it was on the side, like, you know the stupid ads on the side of Facebook if you're on a computer? I know everyone's like, a computer? What the fuck is that? We all use our smartphones now, because they're smart. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't rip on people, because, like, I have a smartphone myself, but I just fucking hate the goddamn thing. Um, yeah, I'm not into the tech shit i i shouldn't say i'm not into tech shit i, I love my tech shit but i'm still kind of old school i like a laptop computer and a desktop computer and, you know i'm not into the whole hey look i can stream showcast on my phone like whatever i don't or showbox sorry not showcast showbox um showcast is a great podcast on the next level network um so yeah uh, <laughs> uh i don't know anyways uh well, on Facebook uh, the side there there's ads and whatnot. and I remember that's how I found out about the movie The Barn and it just caught my attention I remember seeing the logo and whatnot, and I saw also that the composer the, of the score was going to be Rocky Gray and being a uh, a fan of Evanescence I was like I know that name and it was it was funny because actually I think that's more what caught my attention was I noticed Rocky Gray's name and I'm like hmm know him well not personally but I know the name and so I started looking into it whatnot digging into the the history of it found out about their you know their kickstarters and indiegogos and whatnot and it caught my attention I just like the idea of the storyline and I kept an eye on it and kept waiting for I, I we don't get Uh, film festivals here in Windsor (laughs) we don't get shit here well we do have a Windsor International Film Festival I think but we don't get like the movies that I want to see so I I never really go Uh, I know it sounds horrible right because I should go and support you know film and whatnot. but anyways I never get movies like this and so I knew that the only way I was going to see The Barn was if it was on DVD, Blu-ray or digital like it would have to be like you know VOD or something like that so I kept my eyes open waiting, you know, for a time when I would finally see it. I ended up, the, the first time I saw it was digital. Uh, I shouldn't probably say where, because it wasn't where they would have wanted me to see it first. But I did see it digitally first and fell in love with it. Uh, so kept my eyes open and eventually, uh, well there was a DVD release, there was a VHS release too actually. Um, but there was a DVD release. I kind of missed out on that. And I think that was actually also one of the things they had for their Indiegogo or whatever it was. That like, you know, if you backed it with so much money, you got a DVD or whatnot. But I caught it a little too late. So I had to wait for the Blu-ray release. Which, in actuality, I'm really glad I did. Because the Blu-ray is a whole shit ton of fun. There's a great documentary on it. And there's like behind the scenes. There's deleted scenes and whatnot. It's, it's a fun Blu ray. So, I'm kind of glad I got that instead. But, yeah, uh, shit. So, I guess <laughs> I keep rambling on. I should just get into what I wanted to talk about. Um, so the barn will go right from the top, and I'll go. I, I should explain this for those of you who are new to the podcast. So, normally what I do first, I know this fucking episode is just all over the place, and I'm leaving it because I think it's kind of funny. Um, so what I normally do when I do my episodes, uh, like the review part is I will talk like first about like the director who wrote it, um, soundtrack which I kind of already touched on. but I'll do it anyways. Um, you know the cast synopsis and I'll usually like you know uh, give like what other people rated it or maybe like you know a quote from a media source of you know what they thought about the movie. Then I follow it up with my own thoughts. And I'll talk about like what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, more so, uh, more, more times than not, uh, a lot of it is usually me uh, raving instead of ranting. But the odd time I do rant, um, go back and listen to Super Mario Bros. episode and have yourself a laugh. But, uh... <laughs> and yes, that is a horror movie in itself. I leave it at that. But no. So... And then, obviously, to, you know, end it all off, I'll give my own rating and my final thoughts and whatnot. And that that's usually how the episode goes. So, starting off the very top, the top, the premiere part of the episode uh, or the review or whatever. Oh, wow, I'm talking stupid today. Shut up. No, I can't shut up. It's a podcast. I'm supposed to talk. You just witnessed what it's like when two of my personalities clash. Isn't that fucking scary? Alright, so, The Barn. Uh, release date for The Barn. The first time it was ever actually viewed on a big screen was March 12th, 2016 at the Fright Night Theatre Film Festival. Uh, the movie itself is directed and written by Justin M. Seaman. And yes, his last name is Seaman. Um... As a matter of fact, even on the uh, little documentary that's on the Blu-ray, they uh, go into talking about the fun they have with that name. Uh, and so you figure that part out. Uh, the movie was produced by Justin Seaman, obviously, Rocky Gray, Maggie Mazel, Sebastian Page, Christopher Vertisik, and Lee Walker. And the music, as I mentioned earlier, was done by Rocky Gray. He's a former drummer of Evanescence. He also does a lot of his own um, like side project music. I believe he's done music for video games and whatnot. There is actually a soundtrack for this movie. You can get it through iTunes or ScreamTeamReleasing.com. You can get the soundtrack. You can get it... On CD, vinyl, they have it on vinyl. I believe they also released it on cassette. If you can believe that, uh, yeah, on cassette. I always love the picture on the internet that always like shows like the big pen, and then it shows the cassette next to it and says, "If you get this, you're old." <laughs> yeah, I get it. So fuck you. I guess I'm old. Um, but yeah, so the soundtrack is available through iTunes. Uh, I think pretty sure it's also on bandcamp somewhere although i can't, i can't i couldn't find it when i was looking for the link i'm like maybe it's not on there anymore i don't know cuz that's where i thought i got it from but maybe it was itunes whatever i got it digitally first and then i ended up i bought the vinyl after anyways uh cuz it's a fucking great soundtrack um screamteamreleasing.com uh they have the soundtrack plus they also have merchandise and they have the movie on blu-ray VHS and DVD. Um, Yeah, VHS. I love that movies are coming out on VHS sometimes. Like, my VCR is not that good anymore, so I don't really use it a lot. But every now and then I'll throw a tape in there and be like, yeah, let's do this for nostalgic kicks. Uh, The movie can also be purchased through iTunes. And... If you live in the United States, you can stream it on Tubi TV. That's TubiTV.com. Uh, that's if you're in the U.S. <clears throat> Hello, Canada. If you are in Canada, use a VPN and an ad blocker, and trust me, you can still see it. I know I tried. <laughs> Not that I had to try. I have the fucking Blu-ray, but whatever. I wanted to see just how far I could take it, and it allowed me to watch it. So, anyways, that's that. Uh, let's see here, the starring cast, so this is where I might have issues later on, but I'll talk about that later. Starring, your lead role, Mitchell, Mussolano, no, Mitchell, okay, this is another thing about me guys, if you are new to this podcast, I suck with names, All right, I apologize. If you have a name that is not Paul or Wilson or Tammy or Irene or something fucking easy, I will screw it up. I guarantee you this. So let me try this again. Mitchell Mussolino. Ah, I got it. Yay, me. Um, He plays the lead role. He's Sam. Uh, will Stout is Josh. He's Josh. Uh, Lexi Drips plays Michelle. I'm saying it now, even though I wrote it for later on but i'm saying it now she is probably the best of the actors in this movie maybe minus one but um anyways uh Cortland woodard as chris and then i like this one nikki howell plays nikki um <laughs> and uh yeah i one thing that's fucking hilarious about this movie so nikki has herself a nude scene uh except they don't use her boobs uh, and if you think I'm lying, wait till the end of the credits. It's fucking hilarious. The end of the casting credits, there's actually a credit for Nikki's boobs. It's another girl. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious because they actually wrote that like Nikki's boobs. And it's, um, I think her name was Rachel or something like that. I don't know. I didn't write it down. It's just funny. Um, Nicholas Joshua as Russell He's actually pretty fucking cool. And in the uh, documentary, when they talk with him, like his, um, uh, what do they call that? Like audition tape is fucking hilarious. Like he gets right into it. It's pretty cool. All right. Names you might know. Linnea Quigley as Ms. Sarah Barnhart. And uh, yeah, I actually have something to say about her later on. And the other name you might know is Ari Lehman. Uh, He was the very first Jason Voorhees. Uh, the kid version, if I remember correctly, but uh, yeah, he plays Doctor Rock in this, and uh, he uh, he might actually get uh, top billing for uh, <laughs> best actor in the movie. Uh, Ryan Nagy as Shirley Garrett, David Hampton as George, and the game the name is George. Uh, anyways, uh, Justin M. Seaman is the Boogeyman. And wow, what the fuck? Where did I put it? Uh anyways, uh <laughs> holy shit. This is a fun fucking episode. There was another actor who played the other two uh villains, I guess you call them. I don't know, antagonists. I call them antagonists anyways. And I thought I wrote it down and I didn't. So I'm an asshole. And if you are part of this movie and you know who the actor is, please tell him I'm sorry because I'm a fucktard. Moving on. Synopsis. So the synopsis of the movie goes like this. Basically, Sam and Josh, all they want to do is have fun on Halloween and raise some mischief before they graduate from high school next year. They decide to go to a concert only for a detour to result in them discovering a deserted barn. However, unbeknownst to them, the barn that they've come across has a deadly curse attached to it, and soon the teens find themselves at the mercy of three monsters, the Boogeyman, Hollow Jack, and the Candy Corn Scarecrow. More on my thoughts on them in a bit. So, if you go on IMDB, it's kind of interesting... Uh, the reviews, <laughs> the the fan reviews are kind of mixed. Uh, it seems like you have people that absolutely love this fucking movie, and then, as usual, there's always those who absolutely fucking hate it. Uh, this is the norm of social media. This is the norm of the internet. So it, it doesn't surprise me that IMDb's rating of the movie is 5.6 out of 10, Almost smack dab in the middle. Yeah, uh, I'm not surprised. However, Bloody Disgusting, which is a website I absolutely love getting my news from. They praised The Barn, writing that it was a love letter to monster movies and the campy decade where they reign supreme. That's as fun as it is bloody. Uh, pretty much, yes. Um... Going into my thoughts on this, it's a fun story. It's, is it original? Some parts, but I've seen a lot of this done before too. Um, But it's a fun story. It's, it's not one that like, it's not going to blow your mind. It's not how it's not haunting a Hill house where you're like, holy shit. No, it's just, it's, it's a fun little Halloween themed story. It does a nice job of being an homage to the horror films of the eighties. While it what's interesting though is that it's serious enough just so that it's not overly campy. Uh I guess what I'm trying to say is like it knows what it is. It's not necessarily poking fun out at, at like, you know, the retro films of the eighties or whatnot. But at the same time, like it does it, it it does have its fun. It's not scary at all. Honestly. Like you're not you're not gonna watch this and go, holy shit, I'm scared. Like, no, this isn't a quiet place. This isn't, you know, fucking hereditary where it's gonna fuck your head up. You know, it's not even, you know at least I'm assuming. I haven't seen it yet. Uh the new Halloween movie where, you know, it's supposed to scare the shit out of everyone. It's not one of those kinds of movies. But it just while not necessarily poking fun at the 80s, it keeps it campy and fun enough that you're just having a good time watching it, but it also has actually, like, kind of a serious storyline to it. Uh, <laughs> it, I don't know, serious, and I use that word very loosely, obviously, because when you, when you're actually watching it, and you, you know, you've got these, like, two teenagers that are 18 years old each, and, you know, they're, they have their rules for Halloween, and... You know, they just want to have one last hurrah at trick-or-treating and stuff. It's like, by 18, you're still trick-or-treating? Like, aren't you going to parties getting high and trying to fuck somebody? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, no, let's go trick-or-treating. Um, okay. So, I mean, like I said, it has a serious tone to an extent. Um, the cool thing about this, though, great use of low-budget special effects. Uh, and, I mean, yes, the effects, they are low-budget. At times, very funny. Uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of fucking blood in this movie. That, that's one thing for sure. There's a lot of blood. A lot of blood splattering. There's a lot of, uh, you know, pickaxes going through heads and intestines falling out. Like, they, they bring the gore. And, and it, it's fun. Uh, the acting is where this movie hurts. And I hate saying that because you can tell these kids had a lot of fun doing what they were doing. At the same time, though, they can't act for their lives. Uh, Lexi Drips is probably the strongest of the actors involved. Uh, I'd say Airy Layman, but he's done movies before. Most of these actors, this is one of their very first roles. Uh, Nicholas Joshua actually was pretty good, too. He <laughs> He's a token black guy who's going to die first. It's sad, but it's true. Um, but... He's fun to watch for his limited time on the screen. and I mean obviously the the three antagonists which I'm gonna to get to in like about like 30 seconds but they, they, there's not much acting involved with them. It's more what like you know how they're portrayed and whatnot um, but yeah the acting uh, and see this is my, this is my biggest problem with the movie. I think this is where you get a lot of people that don't like this movie. When your lead role, uh, Mitchell Mussolino, he can't act for the life of himself. Um, it is very, fuck, is wooden the right word? But even that, like, I don't even think it's wooden. Like, okay, Linnea Quigley, (laughs) if you've seen any of her movies, you know, like, I mean, Return of the Living Dead, she literally practically read her fucking lines, um, But, of course, why did we all love her in that movie? Because she danced naked on a tombstone. Um, And that's the thing. There's nothing with Sam that sticks out. Aside from that, he has, like, this weird thing where he wants to be like Randy from Scream or Columbus and Zombieland, where he has, like, his little Halloween rules. Other than that, like, there's nothing that really stands out about this guy. He's just your average kid in America, like every other average kid. And... So when his acting isn't helping, it's like, why do we care about you? Uh, (laughs) Will Stout wasn't as bad um, as Josh. He was a little bit better. uh, But yeah, when your lead role is the one that's hurting, it can hurt a film. And I do wonder, like, as much as, yeah, you know, it's it's a low-budget, cheesy little indie film and whatnot, but... Your lead role should still stand out, and he doesn't. So, the acting hurts. The music doesn't. The music by Rocky Gray, oh, fuck. It's awesome. Like I said, I have the soundtrack digitally, and I have it on vinyl. Uh, if I had the money, I'd get the fucking CD as well. Because actually, the, the CD is a two-disc set. Uh, You get his score, and then you get all the songs used in the movie after. Minus one, the song Halloween by, uh, oh, what the fuck is the name of the band again? Uh, Something Creeps. Shit. The Mission Creeps. That's it. Uh, That song is not on the soundtrack. Other than that, every other song used in the movie is on that soundtrack. So, but yeah, ScreamTeamReleasing.com. That's where you get the soundtrack. Okay, so anyways, I want to move along here. Come on. My tongue's getting tied. The antagonists. Okay, so we have Candy Corn Jack, we have the Boogeyman, and we have Hollow Jack. Or Is it Candy Corn Jack? Uh, hold on a minute. Uh, it's, uh, no, Candy can uh, We can't talk. Candy Corn Scarecrow. Sorry, I'm getting my fucking shit all mixed up here. Candy Corn uh, Scarecrow, <laughs> Hollow Jack, I still can't fucking get it right, and the Boogeyman. So, Boogeyman looks cool. He's got, He's got—he's looks more like, well, they even mention it. They say he looks like a miner. Um, and there's a whole backstory as to why he looks like a miner or whatever. You'll see that in the movie when you watch it. Um, But he looks kind of cool. He's got, like, this long hair and a little miner's cap. And he's got the white face and whatnot. He looks pretty fucking cool. Uh, But, I mean, aside from that, and that uh, he walks around with a pickaxe, you know, poking everyone's head. I mean, hes he's a Boogeyman, you know. Uh, candy corn scarecrow. I got it right this time. He was okay. Uh, his look was, see, that's the thing. Like he's supposed to have candy corn for teeth and they didn't pull it off the greatest, but Hey, you know what? I mean, again, low budget film, right? And you take what you can get. Hollow Jack, however, was the one I enjoyed the most. Um, he's really cool. He's got his head is a pumpkin. Like it's a jack-o'-lantern, but the eyes have like little lights, like, like candy, like candle lights, and it just the the whole look to him and whatnot, and plus I like the fact that like how they mentioned in the movie and spoilers. If you haven't figured out already, I'm spoiling shit. Um, yeah, the whole thing with his like his head. So if you try to kill Hollow Jack, and there's another pumpkin that's near him, that pumpkin will then possess the soul of you know, hollow Jack and that will become the new hollow Jack. So it was kind of cool. Like how like they kind of explain that, that like his essence flows through the pumpkins and he can see everything he uses, like every pumpkin in the area is qu- kind of like his own little security camera shit. And so that was kind of cool. Unfortunately, his death seemed a little bit of a letdown to me. It was kind of, eh. I mean, it was fun whatnot, but I was kind of like, eh, you kind of ruined that one, but whatever. I mean, it, it's all in all, it was cool. Uh, Linnea Quigley doing what she does best. She's got that weird, odd acting style to her, but still finds a way to be entertaining. Uh, however, this was a different kind of role for her as she's a goody two shoes school teacher type. Um, you know, all about, well, what is it? She, she's now the new, uh, like she's running the church in, um, Helen fall, Helen's Falls or whatever it is, uh, because what, uh, Josh's dad was once the minister of that church and he passed away. So when he passed away, she took over and yeah, I think I got that right too. Woo. Yay me. Um, but yeah, her acting is her acting. I mean, you've seen Linnea Quigley act, you know what her acting's like. She does that. (laughs) But it, it's just nice to see her still making movies and whatnot, right? Uh Ari Layman, like as I said, is Doc Rock, Doctor Rock, whatever you want to call him. He's a fucking hoot. Uh not used enough. I would have liked to have seen his character a little bit more, but he, he's fucking awesome. You can tell he was definitely being like he was definitely on board with being a hammy video host on a local T V show. It was fucking awesome. Um Uh, I have itchy eyes today, guys. Um, Fucking allergies. And you know what? I don't care that I have allergies because I still love the fall. But (laughs) earlier I was walking against the wind today. Holy shit. You would have thought I was crying. I had tears streaming and everything. I look like a fucking mess. Anyways, whatever. Um, Back to the movie. Uh, This movie you can definitely see... The cast and crew had a blast putting together and they mentioned that in the documentary as well. Like you, you can tell they they had a fucking hoot putting this together and you got to keep in mind, like Justin Seaman, he'd been preparing this movie, this story since the days of his youth. He talks about it like, and they've got pictures of him and whatnot. When he was a kid, he would write little books called the barn and it was about, you know, the boogeyman, the scarecrow and the, the pumpkin head character. And he he's had this vision in his mind since he was a young kid. It's his passion project, definitely. And you can see it. You can see it. You can feel it when you're watching it. Uh, just recently, uh, hey, <laughs> breaking news. Hello out there. Uh, and Indiegogo has just gone live recently uh, for a sequel to The Barn, which if you've seen the way this movie ends, you know a sequel is definitely doable. It's... <laughs> that That was another thing they did great for this movie was you're supposed to be doing an homage to the eighties to the old you know the 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 days of you know funny campy monster movies and hack a lantern and all that other shit that you know we remember it when we were growing up well you always left that movie with the tail end cliffhanger that could possibly lead to a sequel they do it with this um and that was another thing too was like uh the The overall aesthetic of the, the film, like how they make it look like it's an older movie, it's got like the 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 blips and the the static look to it. At times, it looks like there's like film burns and shit like that. It, it's very well done. My final thoughts, because uh, I gotta wrap this shit up. You guys have lives. You don't need to listen to me babble for you know hours on end. Uh, there's better podcasts for that, not mine. Uh, so my final thoughts on this, let's face it. It's a fun movie. It's got a nice homage, uh, like to the whole eighties throwback shit. I mean, we've seen other movies been doing it. Um, and I mean, stranger things, obviously everybody fucking knows stranger things. Not that I'm knocking it. Cause I love the shit out of that too, but haunting on Hill house, I think is a little bit better, but anyways, you didn't hear that from me. Yes, you did. That's. See, I told you, I got that multiple personality shit going. Anyways, this movie does have its problems. I'm not going to lie. The acting is probably the hardest part to deal with. If you can look past that, at the end of the day, this is a fun movie. And it helps to add to the seasonal fun of Halloween, which, I mean, for me, every day is Halloween. But for those of you who, you know, October is your month, and you want to watch good movies that take place at Halloween, watch this, um... So I did this. I've actually kind of changed the way I do my scoring for movies. I, have, I, I base it on two marks. Based on look, feel, and overall production. This movie's a six. Based on the fun of the movie, the overall atmosphere, and the passion put into the barn. It's a goddamn Nine. So the average of the two scores is 7.5 out of 10, which I feel is about what I would actually rate this fucking movie. Uh, If I have to give advice on this movie, buy it. You know, okay, worst case scenario, rent it if you're not going to watch it over and over. But I guarantee you, once you watch it once, you will want to keep watching it again. So buy the movie, make it a Halloween tradition. And on that note, thank you for listening. Da-da-da-dum. See, it wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, but thank you again for listening. If you are new to the podcast, again, thank you so much for you know jumping in on this. I don't know why you chose my podcast to listen to, but thank you that you did. <laughs> um, this coming uh, week, actually, this coming weekend, uh, I will be attending a viewing of the new Halloween movie. Uh, unfortunately, I have to wait till Saturday, which sucks. Ben, kiss my ass. I know you're going Thursday. And Sam, I know you're going Friday. Both of you don't spoil shit for me. Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, with a shift change came complications to certain other things in my life. And yeah, so I won't be seeing the movie on Thursday or Friday. I have to wait till Saturday. But I will be seeing it. And I'm seeing it like, you know, early in the afternoon. It's like 12... 12 o'clock twelve fifteen in the afternoon i i was not waiting <laughs> not waiting uh, and much longer after that so i uh, now i don't know if um i don't know if i'm even gonna mention it on the next episode that uh, will remain to be seen because uh, i know i will eventually review it it's probably spoiler free uh just so i don't fuck it up for anybody but um I don't know if I'm going to do that next episode or wait for the episode of, you know, for the week of Halloween. I'll figure that one out on, well, when when the time arises, right? So, but uh, again, thank you for listening. And now, so, if you're new to the podcast, or if you're not, maybe you've been listening a while, but you've never listened this far into an episode. I don't blame you. But anyways, uh, to find the podcast, you can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Google podcast addict uh cast box uh, i think what fm player i think has it It, it's it's kind of all over the place now and i'm still waiting for confirmation from ben but i'm pretty sure anytime soon we uh should be on spotify as well so that should be really fucking awesome if you want the direct link though right to the actual home of the podcast next level radio online.com slash podcast zero and You know, while you're there, check out the other podcasts on the network. There's a lot of good shit. Two Fat Dudes, DC Primetime, Showcast uh, with Ben Beck. Uh, Let's see. Oyster Mill, uh, Panels to Pixels, Caffeine Crew. Trying to make sure I don't forget any, and I probably am. Uh, (laughs) Fuck anyways yeah you get the point there there's a whole bunch of podcasts my um, apologies if I forgot yours con talk is another one that one's there uh, but yeah so check it out there or if you want to just you know go straight to the website for what lurks behind podcast zero addcom to that and you will be there uh, what lurks behind podcast zero.com. on the social medias so Facebook <laughs> I don't think i have to tell anybody about this one anymore because uh like i said nearing 1400 likes slash followers you guys fucking are awesome love you uh facebook.com slash what lurks behind podcast zero you can also follow the podcast on instagram at what lurks behind podcast zero i made it very easy (laughs) uh twitter now this one's a little bit trickier but whatever whatever i didn't want people to have to like type a lot and shit Uh, wlb podcast underscore zero that's the home for twitter and i can also be found on horror amino i know i don't use that one very often it's pretty much uh post episodes and run like hell but i do have an account every now and then somebody posts some really cool shit on there so i have a horror amino as well and now the news you've all been waiting for next week's episode How do I do this? Now, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm going to tell you the tagline, because if you don't know this tagline, have your head examined. Because they're back from the grave and ready to fucking party. Yes, next week, I'm finally doing it. I've been holding on to this fucking movie for so long, and I'm not holding on to it any longer god damn it return of the fucking living dead yes next week's episode is gonna be that and uh i i i oh shit it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun and like i say it should be on time too so you won't have to wait as long by the time you guys get this you know five six days away you'll be getting the next one so it's all good it's all good anyways it's time to split like fucking peas So watch your tongue if you like this podcast. Like this podcast! Keep it macabre, lurkers. Ciao for now.
0: There's a monster in its place, the we? I'm a creep, I'm a creep, and I'm rotten to the core And you can't find that in a Halloween store